0: everyone I hope you've had a good week thanks for joining me this week each week I'm going to cover all sorts of parenting topics from tantrums and chat back to hormones sibling issues anxiety teen troubles you name it it's in there and just to prove it this week I'm talking about sex I've done a podcast on drugs so just rock and roll to go after this thing. We've abdicated part of our role as parents to schools. You know, I heard something really interesting a while ago. The first information that a child hears about sex sticks. It becomes their prevailing view. That's quite a scary thought when you think of how much information is out there. And there'll be some of you as parents who don't feel remotely awkward talking about sex. But I suspect the majority of parents find it a bit of an awkward subject even if it's only because we think that the child might find it awkward. But the question we need to be asking ourselves is where do we want their views and perspectives to come from? The school? The internet? Their peers? I know that we'll all have different opinions on what children should or shouldn't be taught But the point I'm making here is that we can get in ahead of the school and ensure that our child's foremost understanding about their body, other people's bodies, sex and all that goes with it, should come from the people who love them most and care most about their developing perceptions. I know that some parents find it hard because they wonder when the magic moment is to open up the conversation for the first time. Will I be putting ideas into their heads before they're ready? Or will someone get there first if I don't? And I get that. You want to get your timing right. And I'd probably say that biologically, our kids can handle more than we think that they can because actually they're just quite fact-based when they're young. And I'd also want to say better a little bit too early than a little bit too late. If it's correct and it's fact, I don't think you'll be damaging them to get in there, slightly on the early side. You can always start by asking them what they know. I asked one of ours in a casual conversation a few years ago and he quickly assured me that he knew how babies were made. How's that, I asked. Well, he said, you wee on a stick and if you get two blue lines, you get a baby and if you get one blue line, you don't. Brilliant, (laughs) great starting point. And you'll know as you get into the conversation how much they can handle and how much is too much. They might ask questions, and if they do, answer the question and then gauge whether you think they've got the capacity for more information. Overload isn't helpful, but answering specifically what they're asking is really helpful. Little and often makes it a normal conversation rather than a big download in one go. Breaching that first conversation could be your biggest hurdle. Once you've had a fairly light and easy conversation about some basic facts, you've built a basis on which you can continue. Now, you might find that eye-boiling your child over the kitchen table is the easiest way forward, but I bet you'll find it easier if it's maybe on a car journey or on a walk together, somewhere where you can be doing something and talking at the same time. It's great to find some good books and let them do some exploring themselves. Set them a page or two and suggest that you can come back and chat about those pages in a week or so. If you have to, practice saying the awkward words into your mirror until you can do them without turning purple or smirking. And give body parts their proper names. I know that front-bottom is a popular term, but seriously, if anything's going to confuse your child, that is. If we want our children to be able to have mature conversations, we need to model that. Making light of it or making it into a joke is setting them up for thinking it's embarrassing before that th- thought has even occurred to them. And then it's much harder for them to kind of return to maturity from that silly place than it would be if we just didn't start there in the first place. How we talk about sex in our home will absolutely impact our child's views and and perceptions about sex and about themselves. And it isn't just about sex, it's about their relationship with their body, their feelings, the changes that are going on physically and mentally. The more normal and acceptable you can make it, the more they'll know that you're an honest, reliable and easy person to talk to. So I really recommend you find out what your school plans to share and when, and see what topics are going to be covered and get in ahead of them. Be the first to lay the groundwork for a lifetime of perception. And if you're someone who loves to learn about raising emotionally healthy, confident children, you'll love the book Parenting for Life. If you haven't got it already and you'd love a full-color, hard-backed book with great parenting tools that's written so you can just pick up one page and change your day with just one paragraph, one little tip for the day, or you want to dig into a whole chapter or the whole book, you'll find it on my website, which will also have the notes from today on if you'd like to see them in print so that you can review it in your own timing. The website's called thecourageousmama.com. You'll also find information there if you're looking for some one-to-one support in your family life. You can come and share with me and we'll find some tools that will take the tension out of your family life. And that's also on the thecourageousmama.com, but I'll put the link below as well. And what I'd love you to do is one of two things, or both. Pop to the review section of the podcast, ping me some stars and a nice comment. And the other thing is um, to share it with a friend, someone you know who would find this helpful. And I look forward to seeing you again next week.